We hear all the time that we need to think about hiring support or outsourcing as our business grows. But when the time comes to do that, where do we even start? How do you find a virtual assistant that's right for you? What do you need to know before you look to hire someone? How much should you budget for and what tasks should they do? What are some of the red flags to be on the lookout for in case you hired the wrong person? I am so excited to bring this episode to you. I sat down with Madeline from Mad Savvy VA and she answered all of these questions and even more. I think this is the perfect episode to share with you post-summit. So as most of you know, I just hosted the Pregnant CEO Summit and it was a lot. It was a really intense four-day event. Leading up to that, it was an intense few months. I'm a one-woman show and it was really hard. It was hard on me, but it was also hard on my family. So this episode spoke to me in so many ways and answered so many questions that I had about seeking support and where to even start. So if you're like me, if it is in your not-too-distant future, if you're thinking about outsourcing something seeking some kind of support. I know Mads is going to be so much value to you and what she has to share is going to give you so much value. So join me in welcoming Madeline to the podcast. Pull up a seat at our table and join in on today's conversation. You are listening to This Mama Means Business. I'm your host, Kylie Kelly, and I started this podcast when I was feeling isolated and alone, pregnant during a pandemic, and no matter where I looked, I couldn't find a community that understood how hard it is to be a kick-ass mama and a kick-ass entrepreneur at the same time. And so this podcast was born. I now have two young boys, Spencer and Samuel, and continue to run my business and a few side hustles on the daily. I am on a mission to empower you to do life on your own terms, whichever stage of motherhood or business you might currently be in. You can build the business of your dreams whilst raising your children. You don't have to choose one over the other. I believe you are made for this. And with me by your side, with our community cheering you on, you've totally got this. Hit subscribe and expect two episodes every single week. A mini episode with me on a Tuesday and a guest interview on Friday. And please don't be surprised when you hear me drop a few F-bombs. Let this be your friendly reminder to listen with your earbuds in. I can't wait to help you be the boss mama you envisage. Now let's get on to the show. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Madeline. It's uh, super cool to have you here. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, I'm super, super excited to be here. I, I was super stoked because we're in the same mastermind group and to get to connect on this other level is is really awesome. Really cool. So we know each other quite well, but I thought what might be a good thing to start with is if you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, all the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name's Madeline and I have a virtual assistant agency and yeah, I started that actually a little less than a year ago and it has exploded. You know, everything went online. So there was such a big need for people um, to be able to work from home in all aspects of the business. Um, So yeah, it's been extremely busy and I got to grow into this kind of agency um, pretty quick, which has been amazing. And prior to that, I was in um, leadership roles and management with several different high level retail stores and things like that. So um, that's where all of my like project management skill set and things like that kind of came from running teams of 90 plus people and (laughs) all the craziness that comes with with that market. (laughs) I can't believe that it's been such a steep, it would be such a steep learning curve, like growing that quickly so fast. Like, did you find that a lot to get your head around? Yeah, big time. Major growing pains at first (laughs) because I started with one client part-time. I just had 
my first kid in June or in oh my gosh I already forgot his birthday um in May of 2020 so again middle of the pandemic so I had just had him I had one part-time client I was staying home with him it just like more and more people kept asking me for help so I was like okay sure so I had no systems in place for my own business like no nothing (laughs) because I didn't need it necessarily with one person um so yeah, I, I definitely learned a lot in this first year of business. How did it feel jumping from corporate into like being self-employed, especially then as you're a new mom as well? Was that um, quite a scary thing to do at the time? Yes and no. I think I was more scared of, you know, not living a life that I had the freedom to like be with my kid. I didn't want that. And being in more of a corporate role, I would be stuck working 12 hour days away from my son. And that just did not align with kind of what I wanted to do. Um, But I'm very career focused and I love working. So I knew I had to figure something out that I really love doing. And so, you know, it was scarier to me not having that freedom to be with him. And so I just made the jump and did it. And I just told myself, I was like, I have no choice. Like I can't fail. I have to figure this out. And I was just kind of backed into a corner, which worked for me. (laughs) And it just pushed me forward to, um, you know, keep going and push towards my dream. So I love that, Mads. I think that's really powerful. The fact that that knowledge of like, as risky or as scary as it might be, the actual, the other side of the coin is even scarier because then you miss out, especially when they're little, especially when they're first born. And there's so many first moments, right? Like there's so much that we want to be around for as parents. So I think that's really powerful. So tell me a little bit about where you are now. So you've got um, the agency, it's growing. How many clients do you have at the moment? What's your capacity? Like what sort of things do you do? Like tell us all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So right now I have... 10 clients that I work with and they're all at different levels. So it's not like I'm working tons of hours for each one. Um, It's broken up differently for each person. And yeah, so I have one person working with me within the agency right now. And I have a couple more that are going to be starting with me within the next couple months. We're kind of working on that onboarding process and what that looks like. So once I have them on, we'll have way more capacity and Um, Yeah, I'm super excited. We'll have lots of, you know, space in our schedule. And I have our focus is kind of being able to serve our clients on every level. So a lot of times people are looking for their unicorn assistant who can do all the things. And it doesn't really exist out there. You know, if we're all honest with ourselves, we're good at a lot of things, but you're not going to be the expert in every area. And that's okay. So I have, you know, somebody on my team who's good at copywriting, um, somebody who's great with marketing and social media. So we have all these different kind of sectors um, of expertise within the virtual assistant team to get our clients the best results, which um, I'm super excited to get to bring to people. Yeah, that's really cool. I think it's important as well, I suppose, from a business owner perspective, the whole, you know, done is better than perfect. Cause I can imagine when you're looking to outsource or you're looking to bring somebody on to help, they're going to do it differently than what you possibly would do it yourself. But knowing that you're getting further ahead, right? Because you've got that help and being okay with done is better than perfect. It's yeah. So important. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, just getting things out there, like you said, it's just a game changer because If it's just sitting there, like it's not going to create more business for you. Um, All these extra projects that you just have waiting to be completed. A realtor I work with, as an example, had, you know, several email funnel ideas and different things like that to continue to nurture all of her clients that have already worked with her. Because in real estate, it's so important to create like a referral 
network. That's how eventually, you know, a lot of them want to build their business and um, just work off of people coming to them that way. But if you're not actually engaging with the clients you've already worked with, then the, you know, they may not necessarily refer people. So we were able to complete all of these projects and that way she can actually get these email funnels completed, which we did and drip campaigns going out so that her clients are in constant contact with her. And then she's top of mind when someone needs um, a real estate agent and that's the person they're going to refer because those things were completed and, you know, she was able to nurture those clients she has. Yeah. I love that. You know, as a one woman show, you can only do so much, right? So having the help, yeah, to get stuff like that done is so important. That would transform your business. So as we've chatted about, so most of our listeners are pregnant, sort of entrepreneurs, self-employed women that are looking to plan and fund, take their maternity leave. First question, I'd love to know when your little guy was born, did you have any maternity leave then or was that like the transition point? I actually had a really long maternity leave because I was still technically at my corporate job. And then the pandemic hit and people were laid off basically for several months. So my maternity leave actually paused and I was laid off. And then when they hired us back on, then my maternity leave finished. So I almost had a whole year actually of maternity leave, which was amazing. And now I know for future babies I have, like I would try to have as much time, um, even part time at some point so that I can have more time with my kiddos. But um, yeah, it was a really interesting experience going through that in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, because when he was, he was born in, in May, so that was really a few months in, right? Because that sort of kicked off in March. So yeah, wow. Even the experience of actually giving birth in the pandemic, that was that crazy? It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a doula who was supposed to be in there with me and a midwife and all kinds of people. And it was just, it ended up just being myself and my partner. And I had my doula on like FaceTime, <laughs> which was, it was still fantastic because she was able to walk me through so many things. But it was just a really weird experience, like trying to give birth on FaceTime with someone trying to walk you through. <laughs> God. And your first time around, right? That's your first baby, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's enough that you don't know about already, let alone, yeah, throwing that into the mix as well. <laughs> yeah. And it was, um, yeah, it was really interesting. And it was a very long process. I was actually induced twice. So it was, it was a whole long thing that, you know, the pandemic did not help and all the different kind of changes that were made but you know that's okay we made it through yeah yeah and and you know and I guess there is those few silver linings like you said having that extended maternity leave and stuff like that you're like okay let's focus on the positives and the silver linings that we experienced and move on from the challenges I guess yeah well I will say it was also nice because no one could really be around each other I had so much time like just me and my son I didn't have visitors coming over. I didn't have people trying to come and see him. So it was like all bonding. And I would not trade that for anything because I feel like, you know, we all just developed such a strong bond through that whole process because we didn't have to, you know, go out and see people and no one was coming over. It was truly just like us as a family unit getting to hang out, which was really awesome. Oh, I love that. We had a very similar, because Sam, our second was born December, 2020. So I feel like as far as like the birth and labor side of things went, it wasn't a new thing by then. Like, you know, we've been having the, pan- you know, experiencing the pandemic for almost a year. So that side of it wasn't 
quite as unknown. But I also loved that, that the fact that nobody could come and visit and that everybody kept their distance and respected that boundary. And I'm not a confrontational person. So like normally I really struggle putting those kinds of boundaries in place, whereas the pandemic took that off my hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm very non-confrontational and definitely have struggled with the whole people pleasing. And so, yeah, that it was very nice that I did not have to do that the pandemic did it for me. I got my time. Yeah, so good, so good. Okay, so I wanted to change gears a little bit and chat a little bit about the services that you provide. So the virtual assistant type support that you provide to other business owners. So if somebody's listening today, they're pregnant, they're looking to to step away from the business for their maternity leave, but they know they need some kind of support or they think they will, like where should they start? What's the first thing they should kind of be thinking about? Yeah, so I would start asking yourself like the top things that you really need out of somebody because a lot of virtual assistants assistants do specialize typically in one area or another, it's kind of good to know like, what are your top priorities, so that it's less training or less things on your end that you have to worry about. So if you need, you know, back end system help, if you have some kind of CRM system, or some way you track project management, um, it's good to have somebody with that skill set already. And then when you're looking into hiring, most people have found me through referrals. So just asking other small business owners, like, do you use a virtual assistant? Do you know somebody who does? Because then you can feel confident um, in their work and know that you're hiring somebody that is experienced, that's worked with other people that you know. That's, I would say, probably the best way to go about it. Um, if you do not know somebody who has a virtual assistant that they can recommend to you, there's places like Upwork um, or Fiverr. Those are like freelancing platforms you can look on. People will leave reviews so you can actually see what others thought of their experience working with that person. Instagram, LinkedIn, all of those kind of networking tools. Um, I would say Instagram's probably my number two way that people will find me. When they type in virtual assistant, I pop up and then, you know, they can DM me and we go from there too. So I would start in all of those places. Um, but definitely if you can find someone that's trusted within your own network of people, that's definitely the best way to go. Yeah, that's really good advice. How do they know that they're ready for it? So is there anything that they need to consider from, you know, how they set their business up or is there any software that they need, anything like that that they kind of need to think about before they go looking to hire a virtual assistant? As far as systems, I would say having a project management system set up would be a great tool so that you can still see the ins and outs of what someone is doing for you. So there's things like Asana, um, Trello, ClickUp, people have a variety of things like that that they use. And then I also encourage people to have a 30, 60, 90 day plan for their person so that there's some check-in points, there's expectations set. So those are kind of things you can do in preparation. And then I do have a list in my freebie that is attached to the show notes. So you can go through and ask yourself those questions figure out what your top needs are um, so that you're prepared when you're going through an interview process with whoever you end up talking to um, that's a possible candidate. I love that. The 30 to 60, 90 day plan, that that would be really powerful because I suppose when you're doing this thing, just thinking from my own perspective, like I've never hired somebody before. You don't have a job description ready to go. You don't have the things that you might get in a normal corporate role, but at least having a 30 to 60, 90 day plan, you make sure you're on the same page, you know exactly you know what's expected of that person at each point. 
I think I, I would struggle to like not expect too much because I guess I expect so much of myself, right? So that would probably <laughs> be the hardest thing that I would struggle with. I can't expect them to to work the business the same way I would or as, as much as I would. Yeah, I think um, there's definitely a transition period and that's why, you know, it's so good to have those markers to kind of check in and see where you're at because again, like they're learning your business that you're in every day, like, you know, the ins and outs, like you're, you can do it with your eyes closed. Um, So I usually tell people when they sign on with me that that first 30 to 60 days is, you know, there's probably gonna be questions, and that's okay. And it's more collaborative, you know, and you're kind of working as a team to get everything in line and set up your virtual assistant might be the expert at, you know, whatever technical things that you're asking or social media, but they still need to know your side of it, what key points there are, what are your content pillars? You know, there's a lot of that learning curve for your individual business because there's no one size fits all for any of that stuff. So it's kind of good to set that expectation and know that both of you will be kind of learning together that first 30 to 60 days. And if they're not learning past that, then maybe they're just not a good fit for your business. And so that's another thing that you can kind of keep track and see is this working for both of us? Is it not? So yeah, those markers are just really helpful. Yeah, that's really good. And I I suppose for the listeners that are wanting to take maternity leave, knowing that you'll have that kind of transition period or that collaborative period. So perhaps working back from your due date. So let's say if you're going off for eight weeks and you actually don't want to be contactable very much, or you don't want to have your finger on the pulse too much, at least knowing, okay, so if I bring them on 60 days before that due date, that should be enough time to bring them up to speed and then be able to step back. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, Is there, and I know this is a really tricky question because again, it depends on people's experience and where they're at, but is there like an average hourly rate that someone would expect for a VA or, or what do you think when it comes to kind of pricing and budgeting to hire someone like that? Um, that's a great question. And actually that's like usually people's number one concern um, clients when they'll come, they're like, oh gosh, how much is it going to be? Um, so the average, if they're charging by hours, typically 35 to $50 an hour. Um, if you're looking for somebody who's like experienced and can truly provide that value, that's usually the price range you're going to be looking at. Everyone sets it up differently. So it really will depend. Some people will do retainers, some people do, you know, project based invoicing for that kind of a thing. So it just really depends on how that VA operates. But that's kind of a good starting point to base it off of about 35 to 50 an hour. Awesome. And then I suppose you can work out work out what your budget is, work out how many hours you might be able to do. And then that might even help that you figure out what you want them to do. Maybe if you can only afford four to six hours or 10 hours or something a week, then go, okay, so what could they get done in that time? Let's do social media or let's do copywriting or email marketing or whatever. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting too when... It's funny you brought up pay. I just had this conversation with somebody about hiring a virtual assistant versus hiring an employee or something like that. But even though they're hourly for a virtual assistant might be higher, it actually saves you a lot more money because you're on a contracted period usually. So depends on who it is, but three months, six months, whatever that they run for their contracts, you're on a shorter time period as, a, as opposed to hiring an employee where you're responsible for them moving forward. There's you know no benefits that you're paying, no paid time off, no equipment you're buying for them. Everyone like has their own stuff ready to go. So it actually saves a lot of money, even though it seem can seem daunting up front. You're like, oh man, like that's a chunk of change if you have quite a few hours per month. But at the end of the day, it's going to save you money and it's going to save you time and your sanity. And especially for 
moms, right? Oh my gosh. Like once I hit my capacity in my business, when I start and I had to start hiring, I was like, I really, really need to do this because I can't be a good mom and be full time. Like what I'm doing right now, I have to find that balance. And so it was worth it to me to outsource myself as a virtual assistant and hire and start this agency, like assistance to the assistant, which is so funny, but it really has finally created that balance. And I don't think that I realized how much anxiety all of that was causing me when I was at capacity. I was, And when I finally had help, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that weight just lifted. So I don't think you even realize till you actually get help that you're like, whew, all right. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, I think it's so important to keep that in mind because it's like we don't start businesses just to create a job for ourselves, right? We start them to have a lifestyle that we want, the flexibility, especially as parents. So there's got to be a time where you lean on other people for support, where you reach out, where you actually get help because otherwise, you know, we, we can't sustain working 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, you're having kids, having a house, having to cook, having to cook, like all the stuff, right? One, I, I haven't probably should have asked you this in prep before we started, but I was kind of wondering, are there any like red flags? Like if somebody goes to bring somebody on, is there any kind of red flags or things that they need to look out for that might be an indication that they're not a good fit at the start? That's a good question. Honestly, really feel like it will depend on your business and also like just who you are and how you work and operate. Some people, you know, if they don't have that sense of urgency, like to me, that would be a red flag. (laughs) But some other people might work on that level. Maybe their business is a little bit slower pace, maybe that works for them. I like to go by my attract and repel list. So if you Um, you should actually have Kelsey Curtis come on your podcast. But she wrote a book called The Connection Method. She's one of my clients too. But I run everyone through like that filter of here are the things that I expect from myself and from others. And I run it through that. I'm like, are these people hitting the mark in these areas? And I do it for my clients too. Like if the clients don't align with who I am as a person and like how I operate, that's totally fine. Um, We just aren't a good fit for each other. So I kind of run everything through that filter. Um, So I would recommend maybe before you're, you know, having these interview discovery call conversations of sitting down and making that kind of list of like, these are the necessary things like you have to have good energy or you have to have um, whatever sense of urgency, whatever those things that are that are most important to you beyond just the skill set needed and kind of base it off of that um, because it'll definitely change depending on you know the business and and each person oh I love that I think that's powerful then thinking of it from that point of view rather than just the skill set or like oh they have to be good at social media well actually no I want them to reply to me in 12 hours or whatever and for everybody that's going to look different so as specific as you can be when you're making that list you know will be important because then you can give that expectation from the beginning so that, you know, you guys are on the same page and you know if it's really going to be a good fit. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my goodness, Mads. So much value there. You've, um, yeah, you've definitely got even my wheels turning. So I'm sure all our listeners are starting to think about everything that you shared and, and how to really, um, to take the, their business to the next level. But also I think, like we said, like figure out what's important to them and what they need to be able to take a break. And I think that's just fantastic. So thank you so much. Where should people go to find out more about you? You mentioned Instagram. Is that the best place? Yeah. Instagram or my website. So madsavvva.com is the website. And then my Instagram is the same madsavvva. So yeah, you can find me there. Shoot me a DM if you have questions. I'm more than happy to be a resource. I know both sides of this, (laughs) having to also hire myself and 
it can be kind of overwhelming. So I'm definitely here to answer any questions and be a resource for everybody. Amazing. Um, I also just want to shout out, so we'll have all the links in the show notes, but Mads has also done an incredible freebie. Mads, what's it called again? I'm trying to bring it up on my screen and I'm failing <laughs> dramatically. It's called um, Your Guide to Hiring a Virtual Assistant. So yeah, I've got um, checklists in there, some interview questions, things that are important to ask and look for in your virtual assistant. Perfect. Thank you so much for saving me there. I will have that link in the show notes for everybody. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. This was awesome. And that's a wrap on today's episode. I hope this is worth your time today. I know how busy you are, but if it spoke to you, if it inspired, encouraged, or comforted you, I'd love to know. Drop me a DM on Instagram. You can find me over at Kylie Kelly. I'd love to hear from you. And I promise that's little old me in my inbox. And I reply to every single message I get. Don't forget to head over to the website to grab any show notes or links that were mentioned. You can find that at www.thismamamainsbusiness.com. Until next time, friends, from my mama heart to yours, I love you loads. And remember, we've got this shit. Bye for now.